0: Developed, created, and owned by James Poetistry Productions. Why did the heroes have to stand up at times? Hi, I'm James and welcome to the Perceptive Readers this week or the James Poetistry Productions podcast. This subject does have a spiritual nature to it. And yes, it starts with this topic or question. Why heroes had to stand up. I'm telling you right now, I'm pretty confident in saying 99% to 100% of you perceptive readers who listen to this podcast can name at least one hero that has had to stand up. Maybe a hero in real life. Most of you will first or quickly go to some of Stan Lee's characters from Marvel Comics. Uh, or even the DC comics, you see, not one person listening to this podcast with understanding would be able to uh, uh, be oblivious, should I say, that there's not one hero they couldn't name. You see, do you agree? And you're probably naming two, three, four, five. Oh, you could just go on and on probably. So you understand the concept of of what a hero is. Uh, and why does a hero fight? You see, uh, now remember this is not to actually be promoting uh, fighting or anything of this nature, but as I told you, there's a spiritual nature of this discussion that I'm going into. Alright, well, you've seen Batman or heard of Batman, you see, Uh, you've heard of Superman, you've heard of Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and it just goes on and on and on. And you will notice their outlook, the way that their characters are written, is that they not only have a strong sense of justice, but they cannot stand to see Someone taken advantage of someone who has been robbed from, you know, who has been beaten up. You see that strong sense of justice, that strong sense of loving other people and respecting people and dignifying people. So they feel in these situations that a strong feeling inside that they had to protect the people who couldn't protect themselves. They had to protect the people who could not stand up for themselves against what type of forces were well, the forces of nefarious actions. And nefarious means to either be wicked or criminal. It is a malicious action taken against another person. See, and that's the key to understanding uh, this subject that we're going into about, um, remember I told you it's a spirituality subject, because if someone calls you uh, nefarious or says this is nefarious, it truly means it was calculated, it was done on purpose. And to such an extent, you see, it actually does mean uh, evil and wickedness that I'm telling you can be very, very hard to, here's the topic, to forgive. Now, I've done other podcasts even recently of this year talking about uh, forgiveness and karma and things, weeping whoop, what you sow and, and things of that nature. And the thing about, uh, as I told you about forgiveness, uh, you can have people who are very forgiving, but what happens at times is, and I gave you that uh, nice example of how people used to say, the devil made me do it, you see. And so a person can forgive you, but remember, uh, if the devil is still making you do something or is on your shoulders or what have you, then really, Should it be a surprise at all that this person will not give you something that's important of theirs anymore? Doesn't that sound reasonable or with sanity to you? See, and I'm going to go a step further on this because there's a scripture that I'm going to read to you. And um, in this, you know, I'll quickly come to a close after that, but I want to let you know That the um, inspiration, if you will, for this subject to be covered once again is because I actually listened to an interview that the um, action star uh, Sylvester Stallone uh, was in. And it was very, very interesting to find out that there was a movie that was coming out uh, uh, now uh, by another very, you know, respected actor that he actually, you know, likes as well, but he was not going to see uh, that movie that was coming out and that he did not want to even do a project of that nature in that line of work in that series, if you will. What is the series where well, basically all rolls up or comprises the Rocky series? Okay. And it was because he found out uh, that he does not own the rights to his own writing of Rocky. And it was to the point that the way it was done, you see, he cannot, uh, in a will or otherwise really pass on those rights. He even has to ask permission to make his own movies so, or things of that nature of that writing, of that, of that, uh, project, of that, artistic creative work of his inspirational work of his so imagine putting that much effort into something which he did because uh, there was another interview that i listened to a while ago and it was something because when he was actually writing um rocky Back in the day, he was like, you know, you heard of starving artists, you think about painters, but it also applies to actors. And so he, he was not living in the best conditions, you see, when he was writing that, but he was working hard and, and look what uh, came of it, you see. And so the whole point is, you know, um, his blood, sweat and tears uh, was really put into that creation and look at the franchise today. Look at the franchise today. Look how inspirational, uh, it has been, uh, for some persons, uh, to even see that first movie. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, with that being said, he used the expression that, uh, at this point, because, you know, there's, as we, they would say, you know, some bad feelings, uh, with it all, uh, that it was, taken from him, and and he even mentioned that he's never seen such a thing done before, you see. Uh, and so that gives you something again, that there had to be something going on behind the scenes that was really, it was like the man who was initiating all this, he had to be calculating. that You know, in other words, and I'm not saying this to pass judgment, but the point is, I'm letting you see why Sylvester Salone ended up using the word that it with such nefarious actions, he just couldn't see them working together ever again. See, such matters happens in all aspects of our lives, whether it's on the job, whether it's in a spiritual type organization. Uh, you see, uh, uh, anywhere this can happen and it has happened. And so uh there are moments where persons still say uh, uh, we must have peace. We must have peace. Peace. And yet what I try to help you all to understand in this situation of the perceptive readers, you see, you do, uh, really respect what Jesus says about forgiveness. And so you know that that plays a large role. You see, a large role in also God, you know, his father, Jehovah, forgiving you or I as we forgive others, you see? Now, what I'm here to still make clear with you, there are still extenuating circumstances, nefarious circumstances, all right, where it's still very much understood that you may forgive the person from your heart, but it is still the reasonable sanity to do It is to still keep your distance. You see, that's also scriptural as well. It talks about that in Thessalonians. You see, sometimes verses don't hear about that, but I'm telling you, it's in the book of the letters of Thessalonians that explains at times about even marking an individual, so to speak. You see, uh, if you ever read it, you know, I'm just saying call Mark mocking where, you know, it's like, all right, you know, I'm honestly, hello and stuff, but it doesn't mean you will want to really be working in close associations with them outside of a total like almost like a a spiritual setting or again you know you have to go to the marketplace or what have you and conduct some type of business but you know as far as when it really gets into uh, other areas of your life where you know you would probably let your hair down or or what have you, then you would certainly have something to think about with your conscience on how you may uh, conduct your relationship from that point. And I want to add still also with business. Okay, so nefarious actions. Let me share something with you in this scripture to help you to really see why persons make the decisions that they they make when someone has done them a great, great, great wrong. A wrong that they know. Now, you know, <laughs> I know you're saying you're sorry. I know you may even be having tears of this nature or, or whatever. But then the question is really, why did those type of tears come about? Let me say that again. Why did that crying come about? This scripture is going to help you to see one way or the other why, uh, uh, such expressions of, you know, sometimes verses may say, you know, uh, you must forgive me. You must do this. And so, see, and even coming at you in that way, you see, already goes to show you something that will go along, uh, as far as the way that this scripture exposes where the mind and heart still is. You see what I'm saying? So let me, uh, um, read second Corinthians chapter seven and notice how it reads in verse 10 in the, uh, the GNT translation. Uh, um, what is, uh, let me see. I didn't see what uh, exactly what this one uh, GNT would stand for here uh I can look it up later but th- that's the trans uh, the translation because I'm actually going to read uh from two so in second Corinthians chapter 7 verse 10 it states for the sadness that is used by God brings a change of heart that leads to salvation and there is no regret in that. See, that's an explanation point. And there is no regret in that. But sadness that is merely human causes death. So that is the GNT, 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 10 reading. Now, this is the New World Translation, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, chapter 7, verse 10. And notice the spirit of the way it's written here is very interesting uh, the way it's worded here. It states, for sadness in a godly way produces repentance, leading to salvation, leaving no regret. But the sadness of the world produces death. And you know what I actually noticed here. It says where it was at the point where it states leaving no regret, it was a semicolon. It was not an explanation point. Just like, um, it states in second Corinthians chapter seven, verses 10, you know, verse 10. Now I'm bringing this out because once again, you can still see the same spirit of the words are there and even the expression about godly devotion Uh, it produces uh, a godly way for sadness in a godly way produces repentance you see leading to salvation leaving no regret but the sadness of the world produces uh, doubt it's like it's expounding a little bit more you see on uh, the spirit of it it's still the same but the one thing that I still continue to notice that gives me uh, even more of a different feeling in the gnt uh like a a feeling of exhilaration does happen to be that explanation point in second corinthians chapter 7 verse 10 where it says for the sadness that is used by god brings a change of heart that leads to salvation and there is no regret in that see doesn't that make you feel good it, it's like so it's just interesting. I just thought I'll, I'll, I'll give you that little comparison there. Uh, once again, both fine translations, the New World Translation, uh, uh, these writers actually, uh, you know, really went through a meticulous process to still capture the whole scripture of the matter, the whole expounding upon the matter. So sometimes, uh, they will actually go through and I didn't check up on this verse and find out that according to all their, their accounting or, or all their research, scholarly research, they may end up coming and say that this was still more applicable to actually have, you know, a semicolon. Instead of an exclamation point, and the reason why I actually think that they did that, and and, and like I said, I'm going to explain this further, uh, additional, why I read the scripture. But the reason why I think that they did that because also in the GNT translation they use a hyphen right after salvation, so it can change all in the way you're going to actually end the sentence other than the way that they use it without a hyphen, and they went on to use a semicolon. But, okay, so what does this verse still have to do with why did the heroes stand up? Why did they have to stand up sometimes? And then what happens still with the forgiveness of it all? Well, we talked about because of nefarious actions, or wicked actions, mean actions, malicious actions, calculated actions that happens against us and humankind at times, it can be very, very hard to actually, like I said, uh, grant forgiveness because you know some persons would say, "I don't know whether to believe you or not. Well, sometimes you you get information information that could have gone on um, for years. You hear about information, information, persons that say it straight to, to your face sometimes, just how much they very much dislike you. And it's even on a level where, you know, they will make it clear that they even have a vendetta against you. And they even make it clear that a vendetta would never end against you as long as they have within the, their heart, you know, the power to do something, to to make things difficult for you, to make life difficult, to pick on you. You see, you, you can see that pattern over the years. And, you know, there was one man who found himself in a situation like this where it was like, you see, uh, he was not looked at as being very smart. And it's interesting. The reason why he wasn't being looked at as being smart is because he was actually, from his point of view, which remember, that's the important point that, cause it was coming from the heart. He was actually applying sc- certain scriptures and other matter in, in other ways, uh, that these persons didn't, weren't aware of because one, they, they didn't ask him, you know, on why he was doing what he was doing. But see, he had made it clear for a while, for a while that, Hey, you know, um, uh, this would take some, some, some working out in this way. If you run into this situation or that situation. And don't you know, every time the man did this, Instead of the persons taking the uh, the open hand of uh, really communicating and working things out, they were nefarious every single time on how they were going to take advantage of the situation. Every single time. And then in their confidence, at you know, at times, some of these persons, in their confidence... They said things on such a level that all they may not had used the word that Jesus used about how you are not supposed to call somebody a despicable fool. But the spirit of that was also in it. And it wasn't just a one time thing. It was a practice. You see, you see. So a person like that or people like that who would do these things to you on this level and the reason why they're doing it, because, again, they they really feel uh, uh, that, you know, you're, you're not on their level. And even if you were to have the exact same things that they have, uh, just because they've already viewed you. As no, we want to put you as, you know, I, I continue to like to use the expression as a amma hat, I'm a hat people to land. Or in this case, you even below uh, the surface of the dirt or what have you. See that type of, uh, may I use the word hatred or bitch, bigotry or stuff at times? That just doesn't change overnight. You see, uh, for persons and you can learn more about what I'm talking about. If you listen to that um, podcast, uh, Never Again, you see, and it's basically what we learn from discrimination or discriminatory practices. So you experience something like that, you know, it will just it would take time. And so let's say all of a sudden, uh, again, someone has done something nefarious towards you. And you know, still in your heart, it's like all this time, it's like, boy, I, I still don't have any ill feelings towards that person. Sometimes you you, you wish you did, you, you you wish you did, but it's like again, uh, you, you just still realize, well, you know, God got to deal with them, you know, the same way that you know uh, God is taking good care of you. And so the point is, it doesn't necessarily. How, how, you know, I used to say endears you to that person. But at the same time, you do know that you don't want that person, you know, experiencing hardship in life, even though they wanted you to experience hardship. Isn't that something? So that goes to show right there that you got a forgiving spirit in your heart, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be dumb or stupid, or not careful with the way you deal with such individuals in the future. And see, and this is what the scriptures help us to see where it says, for sadness that is used by God brings a change of heart that leads to salvation. See, God will show us things at times, and will allow us to go through things to what? To actually cultivate that heart of flesh, uh, that empathy that, you know, that caring for others, Mm -hmm. that really coming to appreciate who he is and why he treats all these persons, all these humans the way that he does. See, he did that with even Jonah, uh, with the bottle gourd plant where he was saying again that, you know, when Jonah finally went there and did his assignment, then Jonah got mad at God because God forgave those persons. Isn't that something? He was mad. But what God after do, you know, raising up the bottle gourd plant, then having some type of catapult or something um, destroyed overnight or what have you. And how Jonah was frustrated over a plant, you know, dying because it brought him great relief. But God told him, he said, you know, those people of Nineveh, they they are so... <laughs> Look at me, I'm I trying not to add my own words, here, but I'm just sharing the spirit with you. He was basically saying... They are so, oblivious is my word now for the past month, but they are so oblivious to spiritual understanding that they don't know the difference between their left or right hand. You see, spiritually speaking, and God knew that. And and those people in Nineveh, oh, they they did some wicked stuff, you hear me? They did some, but see what God was still going to show in this case, in that city, you you can be pretty sure that some people did things maliciously and some people did things again because they were just oblivious to spiritual understanding in the, in that matter. And so Still, by Jonah going there and preaching, they showed a, a repentance. They just knew something. They knew it was a true God, you know, what they had been applying everything at the time, and they repented, and God saved them. then Jonah said, oh, I knew we were going to just forgive them, and stuff like that. And so God was just saying again, look, these people don't even know the difference between their left or right hand, you see, and you upset with me because I forgave them, you see. So, That is the type of, again, the sadness that leads to salvation. Like those persons even in Nineveh showed because they stopped what they were doing. They were were repentant, wailing, you see, and crying and things of that nature, apparently. And God, who can see the heart, knew it was sincere repentance, see, of everything that they had done. Now moving on though to the next section though in that verse what about the part that actually says but sadness that is merely human causes death. You see there's a difference between being sad because again what your actions were doing and what they caused. You you see whether it hurt somebody else, hurt yourself, or hurt God. But there's a difference between, let me see, get right back into it again, something is nefarious and malicious, and it's a practice that has been going on and on and on, you see? And we already went into what nefarious means, where it's enough that maybe a hero has to stand up, if I want to use the expression, hero in a spiritual manner, or what have you. And they come to the conclusion where they catch everything, you know, you're caught. And so that's the expression that this second half of the scripture is meaning that you're just sad because you got caught. You're not sad because of the damage that you were doing is it basically goes to show again that hey if I could still get away with it today I would so if I could still treat you badly in a nefarious wicked way I would if I could still undercut you and take something from you that is precious to you I would but since I'm caught because of God having maybe a spiritual hero, so to speak, to stand up. That's just my little illustration. And making it, you know, evident since the person is caught now. Now, such a person may be crying forgiveness and mercy and things of that nature. But again, what does that Overall view of what they were trying to do. It's still there. The illustration about the devil made me do it could still really be there because that sadness is not because of the harm they cause you. The sadness is coming about is because they still wanted to be, keep on doing, even if it was some other way. They still just wanted to do that to you. And how many of you remember that I've said over the years, there are some people that they will rather take something from you rather than ask you for it, because they certainly would have had it. But then when things get to this nefarious, malicious level, you realize, you know what? I still hope as in the conclusion of all matters, we still end up in the same paradise um, conditions, whether it's on the paradise earth living forever or, or 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 paradise in heaven. But this is something again where you can tell, and and you factor in Thessalonians as well as too, that not all relationships are going to be perfect and peace loving. Uh, you still have to deal with these types of results from business and professionalism, you see, uh, still in a very shrewd manner at times on how you're going to do things. Thank you for being here this week. Uh, thank you for your interest and I want you to have a wonderful, wonderful day. Are you a hero in a spiritual mindset? (laughs) Take care, Perceptive Readers. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality.